You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. I cannot believe we have reached this point of the season, but on today's show, I'll explain why the Mets should fire Buck Showalter. We're going to do that in the first segment as it relates to just an awful Final game, horrible bullpen management, just bad all around on Sundays. You had a series in hands and you blew it. In the second segment, I'll get a little bit more into the details of that series then. Uh, and also continue what I'm talking about as it relates to Buck. And finally, series preview, Mets versus Brewers in the final segment. Before we get to any of it, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com where I work as the managing editor. Now, I'm not going to get into detailed breakdowns of these games just yet. I'm going to jump straight ahead to the eighth inning on Sunday, where the New York Mets are sitting with a 6-3 to lead in position to win a series against the Philadelphia Phillies. The first series, they would have won all month. You had a chance at some feel-good. Finally, you're able to do what should be simple, which is just that. Win a series. And in this moment, in the eighth inning, disaster strikes across the board. A meltdown of epic proportions that starts with the bullpen, went to the defense of Brett Beatty, and trickled all the way down to the manager, of course. But here's the the biggest reason why today's show is about firing Buck Walter. As much as I will get into the implications of changing course and what a new manager could bring and how the vibes are just atrocious with this ball club. It's the fact that at the end of the game, when the media is asking the questions they have to, there's two different responses we get. We get a 22-year-old rookie in Brett Beatty who has been around the big league game for a couple of months juxtaposed with the manager who's been around for decades and who shows a sense of accountability. That would be Brett Beatty who shows zero accountability, who dodges questions, who is defensive. Buck Showalter can do no wrong, right? It's not Buck's fault. Yes. Granted. Sure. The players are to blame. It's not Buck Showalter's fault that he calls on Josh Walker and he walks the first batter he faces in Bryce Harper and does so by throwing three straight balls before getting one strike over then throwing an uncompetitive fifth pitch. It's not his fault that he gives up a sharp single to Jay Terrio Muto then that he walks Bryson Stott. So the two lefties who was brought into the game to the face, he walked them both. It's not his fault that when Jeff Brigham comes in and gets a ground ball, and Brett Beatty has an opportunity to maybe turn two and help get the Mets close to being out of an inning 
He has one of the worst double clutches that you'd ever see that makes J.D. Davis look like a gold glover where he, you know, it seems like you'd say he couldn't get the ball out of the glove. That's what he said. But he did, and I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what mental blip went through his head, but he kind of pumps once and throws right and spikes one, and Jeff McNeil can't handle it, and everyone's safe. It's not his fault that Jeff Brigham then walks in a run, gets a strikeout, and then hits two batters to give up the lead in the most brutal fashion possible. All of that is the players. All of it. But the lack of accountability is Buckshaw Walter. And putting his players in the best position to succeed, at some point you got to have some sense of accountability of your role in it. And look, I can go back to the fifth inning. The first questionable decision I have of Buckshaw Walter. Okay, and that was when he pulled Carlos Carrasco for Dominic Leone. Dominic Leone has not been a good pitcher for the Mets this year. The numbers will tell you that. He comes in, immediately walks two batters. Trey Turner on the bases, steals two bags. A throwing error from Omar Revise allows him to score. You have, he then gets, you know, three flyouts and is able to get out of it, but not the best inning from Dominic Leone. And then the entire bullpen is now tasked with a game that suddenly got longer for them when Carlos Carrasco might be able to get you one more inning. But guess what? If Carrasco comes out and and he blows that game, we're probably criticizing Buck for not pulling him sooner. So, yeah, it's a lose-lose situation where your team plays bad. But that still doesn't excuse the lack of uh, accountability to the media after the game. doesn't excuse the way that he is so defensive in answering these questions. And honestly, as tight as he is to the press, how does that translate into the dugout? How does that translate in that clubhouse? How does it make these relievers feel when they come into the game? Then you get into the actual X's and O's of it. And the fact that you got Bryce Harper coming up in the eighth inning and you're winning by three. Adam Adovino told you he could go. Now, Buck wanted to stay away from it unless it was extra innings because then it's a do-or-die game. How about the fact that your team's an absolute free fall? Isn't that something that maybe you should be, I don't know, saying, you know what, if if Adovino says it's good to go, maybe I have that card. And you have a guy in David Robertson who's been ridiculously economical with his pitches. Now, granted, maybe you said he can't go two in this game, and so you wanted to have someone to close out the ninth inning. Well, guess what? Get to the ninth inning with the lead first. So I would have started that inning with David Robertson. That's what I would have done. I wouldn't have put a rookie in to face Bryce Harper. You know? How about, okay, I'm going to go to the rookie. Maybe have David Robertson ready. So if the rookie doesn't do his job against the lefties and you get into a dangerous spot, you're not bringing Jeff Brigham in with a base load. Because I'll tell you what. The base is loaded in a three-run game. That's going to be a higher leverage situation than anything you would have seen in the ninth if you even get to a lead. And guess what? David Robertson couldn't pitch in the ninth because the Mets lost the game before that. It's not that solely his bullpen management is why they're losing games. The players are losing games. But the players are a representation of the manager at a certain extent. And this guy is pushing all of the wrong buttons for whatever that's worth. 
maybe you bring in Eric Chavez as the manager or you know, Carlos Beltran or Joey Cor, whoever you decide to, to put in that seat. Maybe they make the exact same decisions. But maybe the ball club plays better for them. And at this point, look, last week, my Monday episode was, when is Buck Showalter on the hot seat? Essentially, an episode saying he should be on the hot seat. And I said, give him this road trip to see what happens. They lost both series on the road trip. How much longer are you going to wait till you make that move? Because at a certain point, it becomes the only thing you can do. And considering how that game broke out, considering the fact that David Robertson didn't enter in a game where you had a three-run lead in the eighth inning and you had a chance. At that point, man, throw David Robertson six outs if you have to. Do whatever you can to get a serious victory. Especially, again, knowing you have Adam Adovino if you need him. How about this one? Let's just say David Robertson goes up against the Phillies and he faces Bryce Harper, JT Romuto, and Bryson Stott. And he gets them one, two, three. Now you can throw Jeff Brigham against Alec Bohm, Brandon Marsh, and Amundo Sosa if you had to go that way. With Adam Adovino warming up just in case. And maybe you win the game, maybe you don't. But after the game, don't just put it all on your players. Like you couldn't have possibly managed the game any differently. Because you could have. And maybe that makes the difference. But as they said, what, you know, the fish rots from its head? Time to lop that head off, in my opinion. It's crazy because I've done this show for five seasons. I watched Mickey Calloway manage this team, Luis Rojas, and now Buck Showalter. I have not once advocated for a manager to get fired until now. And it's the guy that is supposed to go into Cooperstown. Well, I, I, what I want to do now is is get back to the players that have underperformed, and we will talk about the rest of this series. You are locked on. But it's a series you could have had. It was right there for you. And now it just gets a little bit harder. So we'll get to what happened in just a minute. Before we do, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, every part needs to fit right. Every player needs to be the perfect fit. The same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fits only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
The New York Mets play the Milwaukee Brewers at 7:10 Eastern Time Monday night. Catch every pitch of the Mets hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Mets. Now, in this series against the Phillies, the Mets dropped the first game, and then there's a 17-inning run there where they played some good baseball, I guess 16 and a half innings until the bottom of the eighth inning on Sunday. But Saturday, you scored four runs on nine hits the Mets did. You got a good start from Scherzer, six innings, seven hits allowed, but only two runs, struck out eight, walked one, got the ERA under four. Brooks Raley got a couple of outs. Adam Adovino got a couple of outs. None of it was pretty until David Robertson came in and he gave you, you know, five outs on 13 pitches. Man, it would be nice to see that guy pitch on Sunday, huh? Seems like he'd be a guy you want to get in there as much as possible. Yet somehow, some way, because I guess closers have to pitch in the ninth inning or whatever it is, doesn't seem like we've seen David Robertson pitch that much this month, which is funny because I don't know. I- I'm crazy. I like to see the best reliever on the team pitch. Funny how I am sometimes with that, but I I digress on it. Uh, Yes, the Mets win that first game. And then look, early on, things were working out on Sunday, okay? Carlos Carrasco gives up a run in the first, but the Mets get a couple of back in the third. They score in how many consecutive innings in this one? Count them up. The third inning, the fourth inning, the fifth inning, the sixth inning, the seventh inning. Wow, they scored in five consecutive innings. They put up 11 hits. They deserved to win that game. Look up and down the lineup. Pete Alonzo, big day, two for four, three RBIs. He hit a home run in the seventh. Francisco Lindor hit a home run in the fifth. He's been great since the birth of his daughter, second daughter. He's on a roll right now. Looks like Lindor is playing some good baseball. I believe he might lead. NL shortstops and home runs and RBIs at this point. So that guy's pretty good, huh? Got the OPS almost up to 750. It's sitting at 749. Tommy Pham with a two-hit day. Brett Beatty, two for four, scored a couple of runs. Offensively, he was good until that error. Okay, and, and Carrasco, you know, not the best start, but he gave up two over four, and I feel like he probably could have got you through that fifth inning. And then... It was the bullpen disaster, but the Mets were so close to winning the series. I was so ready for the title of today's podcast to be Mets finally win a series in June. And they get one more crack at it against the Brewers. But it gets to a point with the baseball team where you just have to say they don't have it this year. This iteration of the Mets despite having two future first ballot Hall of Famers at the top of their rotation, despite having a good closer in David Robertson, a bullpen around that needs work, but still there's a couple of arms that are decent there. Despite having all-star talent all over your roster, but guys just aren't performing up to it. Despite all of that, you have a ball club that can't get out of its own way. When they get enough starting pitching, the bullpen's bad. When the lineup is rolling, a bullpen coughs up the game like this one or their starting rotation um, can't hold it together. It's a team that just, frankly, isn't good. And you reach a point, as I've said before, I talked about last week on the Is Buck Showalter on the Hot Seat podcast. 
where you run out of other cards to play if you want to be a winner. As much as Steve Cohen has an affinity for Buck Showalter, I'm sure Billy Upload the same way. As much as there's players in that clubhouse that would not be happy about this move. It's the only thing to do if you still want to win this year. Buck Showalter has had an entire month to get the wheels back on track. And series after series after series after series after series, the Mets lose. They lose, they lose, they lose, and they lose. And it'd be one thing if there was nothing you could nitpick from Buck Showalter's managerial decisions. But it seems like every game there's a head-scratching decision. And then you got the fact that the 22-year-old rookie third baseman can stand in front of the media and own a loss and own his play in it. In a game where, again, I remind you, he had a couple of hits and he scored a couple of runs and he's not the reliever who was put into the game that walked in a run and hit two batters to, to give up a couple more. That wasn't him. Yes, maybe. Fields up properly, puts a good throw to second. McNeil can make the turn, and you get a double play ball. Or that happens, Jeff Brigham still walks a batter, still hits two, gives up a run. It's six to four. You still don't have David Robertson up. And who knows what could have still gone wrong. Yet Brett Beatty is the one that owns it, says, this is on me, this series is on me, this is my fault. And Buck Showalter says, I I don't know. Uh, you know what, what what could we have done any differently? We put the guys in position and they didn't perform today. To me, man, I hope that my next podcast is reacting to Buck Showalter being fired, which I hate saying. I hate to be calling for a man's job. Again, I've done the show for five years now, and we can look back through the records. And, and trust me, I was very critical of Mickey Calloway at times. Luis Rojas at times. And that's never the route I'd ever choose to go. Maybe I said at the end of the season, they got to let go of, of Rojas. But midseason, I don't think that's a card I've ever really felt like I should be pushing the Mets to play. And yet with this ball club right now, it's all I can think about. But hey, maybe the Brewers will fix it. <laughs> We'll talk Mets Brewers next uh, after a quick word from our sponsors. The New York Mets play the Milwaukee Brewers 710 Eastern time tonight. Share a picture of the Mets hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search. Mets. Now, in this series against the Brewers team that has not been playing the best of baseball as of late, you got Justin Verlander pitching, you got Kodai Senga pitching, you got Max Scherzer pitching. All options that you would think, hey, you could go win a series and you're at home. 7 o'clock start time, 7-10, but night games at City, hopefully there's a crowd there. I don't know if there will be. I don't know how many people are, you know, putting their hard-earned money towards watching this ball club right now. But you'd think that there'd be some fans in the stands that'd be hoping for a turnaround. And, hey, 
You go out, you win a series, maybe you feel good about yourself. You'll be 38 and 43. You'll only be five games under 500 if you win this series instead of seven. It's Justin Verlander versus Colin Ray. Uh, Raya. 4.88 ERA for him on the season. Not the best of pitchers, but hey, Verlander's sitting at a 4.50. So um, what can you knock there? And then Tuesday, did I mention David Peterson's pitching? Might have failed to mention that one. Um, Peterson brings his 8.08 ERA back to Queens because Joey Lucchese pitched on Friday. And... Pitched well, too. Seven innings, I believe, two earned runs. But count out the rest days. Saturday, Sunday, Monday for Tuesday. That's starting Joe Lucchese on short rest. They did that once this season. I don't imagine they would want to do it again. So David Peterson gets the nod. Maybe David Peterson can turn the season around for himself in the Mets. I don't know. Don't have a lot of confidence in that one. As he sports the, again, 808 ERA and a 1-6 and Julio Tehran has been, by the way, spectacular for the Brewers. A guy that anybody could have, mind you. But he lands with the Brewers, and he's got a sub-2 ERA, and he's just been sensational for them. Did the Mets need starter help? How did that one slip their radar? It's six stars for him uh, with the, the one five three ERA, 35 and a third innings pitched. He has a whip right now of 0.88 and... I remember a lot of Julio Tehran starts when he was with the Braves where he had the Mets number. So that feels like a rough uh, draw for the Mets. And then the Brewers don't have any starters listed for Wednesday or Thursday. But again, you got Kodai Sanga going and Max Scherzer will close out the series. So we'll see what happens. We'll see who's managing the team. We'll see um, which way they go with how they want to um, the Brewers set up their rotation if you're going to see a Corbin Burns or something like that. And we'll see if the Mets can can show some pride and win a series this month. I, I think it'd be pretty uh, rough, and I hate to say pathetic, but that is the only word that's coming to mind. If you go an entire month without winning a series, but what are they this month? I mean, they're I know they're 5-15 and 15 in the last 20. Is that all that this month? 2023 Mets schedule and results. They're 35 and 42. And this month they are six and 15. So they got an extra win there. Yeah. Look, Sears against the Brewers. Show some pride, win a series. And then you go from there. But at this point, I think you have to be watching this team thinking, well, considering how well Tommy Pham is, is swinging the bat at the moment, should you just be shopping him? Seriously. Should you shop Mark Hanna? <laughs> should this team in June, before you even get to July, be scraping it all down and just admitting it's a lost season? I don't think that they're prepared to do that. But... You, you start to have those conversations and think about it with how awful this baseball team has been this month. And you just wonder, is there any hope that they can just break out of it a little bit 
are we suddenly going to watch a team that's going to go from 101 wins to 90 losses? You say it's not going to get that bad. Honestly, it's certainly trending a lot more in that direction than them figuring this thing out and becoming a playoff team again. So we'll see what happens. Uh, tomorrow's show, I'll talk about Buck Show after getting fired. Maybe. Uh, that's for all you everydayers. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Mets first listen every day. If you want to catch every pitch of Mets hometown broadcast, you can do so with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Mets.